welcome to Motherhood Unedited. I'm Shana Feingold, a licensed clinical social worker, postpartum coach, and founder of Mindful Reflections. I'm here to show you motherhood in all its glory through speaking with moms about their experiences. It's time women got the chance to speak their truth and to realize that they aren't on this journey alone. Welcome to another episode of Motherhood Unedited. So many people have this idea of what motherhood will be like prior to having children. You hear about how sleep won't happen for a while, which is true, but there isn't much else that is shared. People often don't talk about the emotional side of things. They don't talk about the anxiety, feeling like you're not cut out for this, and the pressure of looking after this tiny human full time without many breaks. When a person first steps into the motherhood role, it can feel chaotic and disorienting, making it difficult to have a positive mindset when it comes to being a mom. This week, we are talking with Courtney Wolf about the mom mindset and how it can ebb and flow throughout your motherhood journey. Courtney is a business coach and a mom of four. She helps mompreneurs sign up more clients in their online business. She wants to help other moms feel successful and learn how to balance motherhood and a business. So welcome, Courtney. Hello to my fellow Floridian, Courtney. Yes, hi. Hi. Uh, It's so great that you could be here today and to share your experiences about motherhood. I want to take today's episode to talk about the, the motherhood mindset. And when we first connected, I asked you, what is one word you would use to describe motherhood? And you said abundant. Yes. (laughs) Now, when I hear abundance, I think of so many aspects of motherhood and, and especially around the mom mindset. But I'm curious, what made you choose that word? Yeah. So I would say, oh, man. That's such a loaded answer. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes, because it really, so much of it just comes down to what my motherhood experience has been and is not always felt abundant. That is for sure. But really, I think part of my story is so I have four kids, ages five and a half, four, and I have twins who are two. And so my older two are boys, my twins are girls. But before we had our twins, I was convinced I wanted a girl so bad. And I had convinced myself I would never have a girl. I was doomed to have all boys. Not that there's anything wrong with boys. I love being a boy mom. But I so desperately wanted a girl. And When we found out that – so I actually knew I was having girls before I knew I was actually having twins. I thought I was having a girl, not two. But it was – I mean, there is no other way to describe it besides just pure abundance, overflowing, that not only do I get one girl, but now I have two girls and they're twins. (laughs) It it, it could honestly make me cry right now. There's – I was – so terrified to have twins. And now they are like the most magical, precious little girly girls that I could have ever dreamed of having. And I think they, they in and of themselves changed my mindset around my motherhood to become abundant, overflowing. It is abundantly chaotic around here. That is for sure. It is, but every single piece of my life and my motherhood just feels so filled to the brim 
that it's overflowing in such a good, positive way that that is how I've decided is now the norm and what I expect and how I walk through my motherhood. Yes. I like that. It's a, a it's filled with chaos sometimes and then has yes. abundance of love. That's it's very true. It's got that kind of balance where it's like yeah. some days are not always the best, but some days are filled with so much good. Yes. Abundance. I like that. Um so Part of motherhood unedited is really hearing about the experiences when a person or a woman goes from not being a mom to, you know, being responsible for another human being. What was that transition like for you? Yeah, so that was hard. Very hard very hard. People always ask like, which transition was the hardest? I'm like zero to one for sure. We rocked two to four. (laughs) Zero to one rocked my world. And I can just so vividly remember the struggle of my oldest is still to this day, the child who is most like me, but in that very stubborn, very strong willed, has a large personality, very, very big emotions. And I can see this even now as an infant that the slightest little thing was just such a trigger for what seemed like these big emotions. And I can remember he was probably four weeks old and I'm sitting there crying in a bathroom telling my husband we have to send him back. And he's like, Courtney, where's he going? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, but I can't be his mom. I can't do this. I'm not cut out for this. He deserves better. And it rocked my world. I think just getting to know I was so insecure and being a mom, why is my baby always crying? What does he need? I don't know what's going on here. My body didn't feel like my own. My sleep was not my own anymore. All of these things that we are all so used to overnight, they're just ripped away from us in the best, most beautiful way, but it also is such a struggle. And so it was really hard. It probably took us a good honestly, probably a good four or five months before I really felt like we caught our stride. I connected with him right away and I still have such a special bond with him specifically, but it was hard. It was very, very challenging to kind of fall into my own. But thankfully, because it was such a journey and I had to work so hard to fall into my own with all of my subsequent children, it was so much easier. We all struggled here and there for other reasons, but it really gave me this confidence, this just ease about walking into having more kids because I felt like I had gone through so much with my first and learning him and how hard it was that by the time we added more, it was like, we've got this. It's fun. There's two. No problem. I know what to do. And so I'm really grateful that I hear some people that it's so easy, their first one, and then they're kind of rock their world with second. And I'm, I'm honestly very thankful that my first experience was my more challenging, more difficult, because I think and made all the other experiences that much better. Yes. I, I would actually agree with you. For me, it was zero to one as well. And I had a very – I still have. I mean, he's three, and he's very strong-willed. Very, it needs his way or the highway. And yep. So I remember having very similar thoughts in my head like you did. I'm not cut out for this. Why did I do this? And so I want to take a moment and even – 
I don't know, explore that a little bit more. Yeah. And, you know, we can even just have that conversation about that's a, a mindset of a new mom in so many yes. ways. Yeah. And I think for me, at least it did, it came down to just not being, you can't, right? The idea of like, how prepared are you? You're never really prepared. Mm -hmm. But I think there was so much in my own life, my own upbringing. There were so many wounds that I was operating out of that I couldn't even find which way was up, right? Because there was so much of just my life and my journey that I hadn't yet healed from that we throw a baby on top of it and it kind of like exposes everything even more. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so I did. So I think, again, I'm so thankful. I would never change any piece of what I've walked through, but it helped me because honestly, like he broke me having, and still to this day, if there's a child who's going to sanctify me, it is him <laughs> for sure. And I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful for it because he does. He is the one who brings me to my pen. It's like, okay, what do I need to change? How do I need to come out? That Like I am forced to grow, to rise up to a new level because if I don't, things aren't going to keep going the way we want them to go. And so it is. So one of the pivotal pieces for me is learning how to actually control my thoughts, to decide. I get to determine, is this a thought that serves me? Do I want to hold this true? And even if something is true, it doesn't mean it's always helpful, right? There are many things that are true that I could replay in my head over and over and over, but is that helpful? Is that story going to actually allow me to be the mom I need and I want to be for my kids? And sometimes there's a discrepancy there. And so we want to make sure that the stories, the thoughts we are allowing to replay over and over and over are helpful, right? And I think that that was really pivotal for me. Yeah. Do you ever now get some of those negative thoughts that yes. come through? And oh, for sure. I think it's still a daily battle. It's different now because I don't have newborns. I don't have little babies anymore. I'm sleeping through the night. But for sure, there are still times where it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm screwing them all up. What is going to happen? Like, this is not going to be well. What if they don't end up as like functional humans in society, right? Or things, silly things. My four-year-old is still sucking his thumb. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how I'm like Googling. I'm like, what do I do? I'm asking. And it kind of makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. He's supposed to stop. Why hasn't he stopped? And it really is just raining because all that does is it just sends me down a path of anxiousness and anxiety. And then I'm controlling and I'm trying to force him to stop sucking his thumb. And I mean, like, it's his thumb. He always tells me, he goes, mommy, it's a part of me. Like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, buddy, I know, but get it out of your mouth. <laughs> okay. So when I can have thoughts that align of I can support him in this journey without rushing him through it, i.e., hey, buddy, take your thumb out of your mouth, just reminding him versus putting more weight, more meaning behind the fact that I have a four-year-old who still sucks his thumb. I'm a lot more at ease. He is a lot more at ease. And it still just allows us to just, again, walk into more abundance and just believing and trusting that things will come as they need to. We don't have to rush, hurry, force anything in motherhood. That That's a really good point about forcing things that just, one, the kids aren't ready for it. It could be from potty yeah. training. It could be walking and talking. We look and compare ourselves to other 
kids and they're like, well, he's walking at, you know, 11 months. Why is my yeah. son 14 months and still not walking? It's like they do things at their own time. It's like how many other than those who might have a developmental disability or something or challenge, your your child's probably not going to be 11 and still not being able to walk. I mean, they yes. will learn. <laughs> um, and everything at its own time. So I, I kind of like that. It's almost like it could be a mantra in our heads to just be like, everything at its own time. Like, yes. maybe he's not ready. You know? Yeah. And like you said, I do, I think that's so, it's so helpful because I think as moms, we hold so much pressure to make things be a certain way, to raise our kids a certain way, to fit into these guidelines or these boxes. And a lot of times they're all just made believe, whether they're societal or they're cultural, there are things that don't serve us and we don't have to actually fit in ourselves or make our kids fit into those boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 hard sometimes to, to remember that uh, they have different lives. Like they're different yeah. people and they don't have to necessarily live it the way that we expect them to. Yes. (laughs) That is the mindset of the mom. Like we are, if, if something happens, we are to blame. If yeah, yeah, we are the one and all. Yes. (laughs) Um, So what about when it comes to taking care of you and the mindset around that? Yes. So this is something where, Early on in my motherhood, I was for sure the mom who was the martyr, right? I did everything. My husband did nothing but go to work, come home, play with the cute little baby on the floor, right? I did everything. And when I had my second son, so I had two under two, they are 18 months apart. And when my second was about nine months in, so I had nine months and then like a two-year-old, I was drowning. Like I hit a breaking point. Like I had, like, I literally thought I needed to be like institutionalized. I was crying. I I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I thought that there was legitimately something wrong with me, with my brain, with my heart, like whatever. And come to find out that wasn't actually the case. I was just so burnt out. I was just so at the end of my rope that I could no longer function in the capacity I had been. Because when I had my second, I did not miss a beat. I did not slow down. I was literally leading a Bible study Wednesday night, had him Thursday morning, I like, and was back at Bible study the following Wednesday with him by my side. Did not miss a beat. I do not recommend that. (laughs) Always want to put that out there. I do not. I didn't slow down. We kept up. I was walking three miles a day. I had two under two. We were doing all the things. Like, it was crazy. And like I said, nine months in, I I couldn't keep up. I couldn't handle it. And so self-care to me became A – I'm delegating as much as I possibly can. Gone are the days of you don't do the laundry and the dishes the right way, so I have to. Here were the days of I do not give a crap how the dishes (laughs) are done as long as they are clean. Like, I don't care, right? I have bigger things to worry about my life than whether or not my husband is loading the dishwasher properly. I still don't really let him do laundry, but that's a whole other, (laughs) whole other type of thing. But I had to realize that 
A, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't serving anybody for me to take on this badge. And I think, honestly, in our society, it is. It's a badge of how much are you doing? How many things are you committing to? The fact that you do everything for everyone all day long. And I subscribed to that. I bought into that. I was living that out. And honestly, it was a living hell. And so I did. I I stepped back. I said, I will do this, this, and this. Anything else, either my husband will split with me. We will hire somebody to do, right? And if it is not like Courtney is the only person who can do this to the best of her ability, I'm no longer doing it. And I did. I got really strong with my boundaries. And so now I think that's why people hear, oh my gosh, you had twins. So my twins and my middle are 20 months apart. So we had four, three and under. And which it seems like craziness, but it honestly was so easy. It was so simple because I had already put the boundaries in place. I already had the self-care down. I already had the help when I needed help. I could easily say, I need to step away. And that was okay. That was expected. I was no longer expected to be the person doing everything all the time anytime something was needed in our household. And thankfully, now our family thrives in that capacity of everyone has a role. Mom is not the family martyr. Mom is not the one who does everything in this household. We all play a role. And it's honestly served me, my husband, and my children so much more than me just taking on everything and sacrificing myself for the sake of them day after day. Yes. It's so true that when you're able to take care of yourself or your mindset changes around how you take care of yourself, yeah, so much of your family dynamic and everything around you starts to thrive. Yes. Because when your cup is completely empty, like what else yeah. is there to give? And yeah. Yeah. Is there somebody or something that was that turning point that that basically told you or like how did you get this epiphany that wow I need to change something and this is how yeah so like I said I thought I was crazy yeah. <laughs> I thought I was like losing my mind so I started going to counseling that was and by far again the most transformational thing and so I started with one person it wasn't a great fit and it would have been so easy for me to just have said like oh, I tried and she didn't understand or she, it was so much more of her just like listening to me bearing all my problems. I didn't need people to listen to my problems. I needed someone who was going to say like, yeah, this is a problem, but here's how we're going to fix it to help me shift my mind, to help me take action. I had been spending so much of my life and my motherhood as a victim. Again, as a martyr of my kids don't sleep, they're throwing tantrum, like woe is me, all these things happening to me, instead of really shifting and coming into a place of I am a the mother here, right? I have power, I have control here, not in like a dictatorship way, but in a way that if there's something happening time after time again that I'm not on board with. I can change it. So if my toddler is having tantrums and meltdowns and I feel so ill-equipped to help him, what did I do? I hired a parenting coach and I worked with a parenting coach to help me with my two-year-old so that again, I could feel more equipped. And I think, he said, I did counseling for, it was honestly almost 
three and a half years straight. And I feel like that was so helpful, but it was more so the idea of I'm pouring into me. I am no longer allowing things from my past, from my childhood, any hurts and hangups and just bad habits that I had. I'm no longer going to allow those to have an impact on my life. And it was when I was able to come into this place of I'm worth it. I will spend money on me all day long. A funny story is that um, my husband you know, he works with healthcare insurance type stuff. So I was like, oh, do we have insurance for mental health coverage? He said, no. I was like, okay, well that sucks, but like, we're just going to pay for it. So a hundred dollars a week, mind you, for almost a year and a half to when I was talking with my counselor one day, she's like, oh, why aren't we billing your insurance? It's like, my husband said, we don't have any. She's like, yes, you do. And it dropped to $30 a week. I was like, are you kidding me? Life changing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. And, but I would do it again. I would do it again. I would spend the $100 a week overpaying for my healthcare coverage, right? Because of what it did for me. Where if it meant we are cutting back on our budget, we are lowering our groceries, we're not eating out, we're not spending as much on clothes and fun things. I am worth that investment. Because I would spend money on my kids all day long. But as moms, we struggle to spend money on ourselves, whether it is counseling. I started a mother's night out every month where I decided I need community. What do I need? I want to go out to dinner with moms once a month. And so I did that for a season and just really looking inwards and saying, what do I need? Where do I need healing? Where do I need growth? Where do I, again, need support? Do I need support in my parenting? Do I need support fixing my hormones? What is it? And letting go of the excuses that were actually holding me back and keeping me stuck in that victim mentality with my with my motherhood. Yes. I, I think that is a really, really good point that community, being able to invest in yourself because you are worth it. That's a mindset change that I think takes a lot of work to get to, especially yeah. when the beginning stages of motherhood were probably very challenging. And counseling can be a really, really important aspect of it because there's, even though we're getting more knowledge around mental health and people are getting to be more comfortable or with going, I think it's still thought of in the, the motherhood mindset that if I go to counseling, that means I'm a bad mom. Yeah. Or I, isn't this, this is what I've heard also, is that this is just motherhood. Isn't this what it's supposed to be like? It's like, I don't. It doesn't know. have to be, no. right? Like it, it, it truly doesn't have to be. And I think again, like I had some things from childhood, especially again, when it came to my own mother. And so when I became a mother, it was hard. It was really hard to navigate, but I knew that even if at the time I didn't think I was worth it, my kids were worth it and they needed me to heal my ish so that they don't get it handed down to them, right? Like that's what we're talking about, like generational shifts here is when we do actually say, hey, I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm no longer allowing things that have maybe been passed down generation after generation to continue to impact my own children. And I, I totally agree with you. So I'll say counseling, huge. I've also worked with a life coach and that was just as transformation. A life coach, 
was what actually allowed me to step away from counseling. After three and a half years, every single week, I worked with a life coach for three months and I gained invaluable skills to actually, again, be able to step out of counseling for the first time and to really continue to take ownership. But the the key here is it's not just necessarily like spending the money, even though I feel like that that matters. There's a psychological piece of us that needs to be willing to spend money on ourselves to better ourselves because of the ripple impact it'll have. But what it really came down to is I needed people in my life who they were probably moms, but they weren't going to just come along and sit in my sorrow. Yeah. I will never remember. I was like bawling through a life coaching session, just so down in the dumps, just completely like my life is terrible. And I remember the coach looking at me and saying, Courtney, you have to be willing to coach yourself. And it has stuck with me ever since of like, what do you mean? There's not someone who's going to come and save me and make this all better or tell me I'm justified in feeling the way I feel right now. Like, All I wanted her to say was, I'm so sorry this is happening to you, and I'm so sorry you feel this way, and it must be so hard. But she knew that's not what I actually needed. I needed someone to say, you want to feel better? You can make yourself feel better. Here's how. Yeah, take back the power. Right. You have that power to do that. That's Yeah. Yeah. And I I think sometimes with with therapy, I mean, I'm a therapist, so I totally can see see this piece of it where you know we sit and we validate and we're like yes mm-hmm. motherhood is so hard it's a, and it's like but I'm also one of those therapists where it's like yeah I validate you for like five minutes and then we yeah. move on because how are you going to make things better like what yes. are you going to do to change that yeah and because I'm the same way I went to therapists also who just let me sit in the the shit but yeah I couldn't do that yeah. anymore if I sit in the sorrow what does that get me and does that really help my child and my and our yeah. relationship and the dynamics at home? No. It's yeah. The life coaching piece is huge. Yeah. And I think it is. It's just I I get so fired up about this because we live in the 21st century. We have more resources, more access to information, to skills, to learn something we didn't know than any other generation before us. So if you feel stuck, if you feel like everything's against you, here's all the reasons why you can't actually do what you want to do in your life, I want you to actually challenge that thought because A, it's a limiting belief, right? Like, again, there are courses, there are books, there are audiobooks, there are podcasts, there are all these resources where you can learn and do things totally, completely different if you so choose to seek out the resource to learn it and to put it into practice. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of us do. We want more of the the validation, the empathy. But like you said, it's great for a while. But after so long, you just want to change. And you don't give a crap about how that comes. You just want things to be different. And that's kind of that end of the rope we get to where it's like, all right, This pit is not fun that I've been sitting in and I'm done and now I'm ready to stand up and to keep going. And I think that benefits our kids in insurmountable ways and more moms need to get to that place and actually stand up, change something, do something different so that we can create the empowered, strong, confident children we all want to raise. Yes. Powerful words. 
because it's so, <laughs> it is it's so true um we don't have to be self-sacrificing we don't have to sit in the wallow and 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 the sorrow we can actually live the life that we want to live and be the mom that we want to be and yeah. yes not and i think this is another piece of it that not every day is going to be perfect there's mm -hmm. imperfection in all aspects of life and motherhood but yeah. once you can change and have a different outlook even those days you realize are only temporary nothing is permanent yes. in any of this yeah and I think trust me I have a good cry all the time but I think there's so a time and place of okay I need to process through this this doesn't feel really good I have a lot of anxiety or I'm really bummed that this is the way it is but then like I said there comes a time where it's like okay and now we're done so now we're getting up, now we're getting out, and we're actually taking action to make a difference. We're not just continuing to sit in the pity that we want for ourselves, but we're coming along. Because I think a lot of times the two go hand in hand. That's not to say we never process and sit and deal with what we're feeling and what we're thinking and why and what happened and how things are really difficult, but we're not staying there. And I think when you have those tools and those skills to make the change, to take action, the cycle gets a lot quicker. I know when I was in counseling for years, I felt like my cycle was so long of, I'm so bummed, things aren't right, this is so hard, why is everything so difficult for like weeks? And then it was finally, okay, I'm ready to take action. We're now again, maybe it's an hour or a day or two days. And now it's, okay, what am I doing to overcome this? I don't want to feel this way. I don't have to feel this way. So how can I move through to the other side? Yes. That is a, a big, big piece of it, the other side. <laughs> yes. <Let's get> there, <laughs> for sure. And and for you, it's you have your own business and your own podcast, which I definitely want you to, to share about those pieces. And I also want you to, to describe how that was realizing that you can have a family of four of, well, I guess there's six of you in the family, but, <laughs> and also have your career. You can do the things that you love to do. Yeah. So my background is I have education in business and in marketing. And so I worked all of eight months in corporate America before deciding this is not for me. I am not cut out. <laughs> for that life. And so I was actually pregnant with my oldest at the time. And so it kind of just made sense. I worked at a university. So I decided summer break came along. I'm done. Have a good one. And in such, I kind of fell in to virtual assisting. I saw someone I knew post on Facebook. I was like, I'm bored waiting for a baby to be born. Why don't I keep myself busy with this? And honestly, I did not realize at the time how valuable of a decision I had made in deciding to take that position. And so in that, I took the position. I worked for that brand for almost six full years, worked up to COO. I was running everything behind the scenes, our whole team, and really just guiding and leading that brand where it was. And then I so clearly remembered towards the end, a few months of just this wrestling inside of me of, 
I felt like I had reached as far as I was going to go with that brand. And so it's, okay, what comes next? Because I knew I wanted more. I knew that there was still more for me out there. And I just kept wrestling with it. And finally, I was like, okay, it's time. It's time for me to step away. It's time for me to try this on my own. As scary and intimidating as that was, that is what I finally decided to do. And in all of this, it people always ask, like, how do you do it? You have so many kids. And I was like, well, A, it's all I ever knew. I went into motherhood doing online work. So I learned from the get-go of this is a priority to me. I really love it. What do I do? And my work had always been a grounding place of even when motherhood felt like it was like going to the fan. I loved my work because it allowed me to use my brain that wasn't mommy. Yes. It gave me an identity piece that Courtney, I have value, I have worth outside of just changing diapers, which is great. Like motherhood is the best ever, but it gave me more to me and I loved that and it, I held on to that. And so, I mean, there were definitely challenges of feeling like I can remember when I had just my older two of my husband being like, you're working all the time, I never see you. And I'm like, well, it's either I work during the kids are awake or I work during like my time with you. What do you want me to choose? And feeling this ebb and flow. And so that's when I, I actually became a time management coach, so certified time management coach, because I knew this is important to me. I want it to work without taking away from my family. Yes. And so I really had to learn, what does this look like? What does this mean? And again, going back to delegating, I now I delegate almost everything when it yeah. comes to things besides actually taking care of my kids, right? So cooking, cleaning, I do still do my laundry, but anything that I do not have to be the one to do it, I don't. Why? Because my time is best utilized, A, spending it with my kids and my family, B, doing the work I love to do. And those are just the two pieces that I dictate my schedule around. So I decided to walk away. I was sitting there. I was like, well, what do I do? I don't really know. Like I said, I was really drawn to life coaching as well because I had just wrapped up with that and that was so transformational to me. But I just kept coming back to what I had been doing over the last six years. And that was helping other moms start and grow their businesses and really showing them that you can do both. It does not have to be either or, right? If I'm a busy mom, four kids, two through five, and I'm making it work and making a significant income to impact my family, so can you. Let me show you how. And so that is really how my business was born. And it has been a roller coaster, like any entrepreneur will tell you. <laughs> but it's been incredible. And I think, honestly, again, I'm so thankful because one of the grounding pieces are on the hard days on the dips of the roller coaster. When I'm sitting here like, should I be doing this? I want to quit. Nothing is working, right? We all have those spirals, the mind drama. The thought of my kids never seeing me come back into my office and asking like, mommy, why aren't you working? And having to explain to them that I quit my business, there's no way. There's no way, no how that that will ever be the story I give them. Now, if God calls me to step away, that's another story. But the idea that mommy's just giving up because it was too hard, it was too challenging, it got too uncomfortable, there's no way that will ever be the example I want to set for them. So again, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful the way they both 
intertwine and they both hinge on one another that I couldn't do my work without my kids and I wouldn't do my kids without my work, right? Like I love both and how they just come and they impact one another that the financial side blesses my children. My children bless what I do and my work and it's honestly the best of both worlds. Yes, and it also makes you a, a more impactful business coach and life coach because yeah, moms have families and they have their business and you're able to intertwine yes. and make both of them work for them. And that's yeah. amazing. And kudos because it is a, <laughs> it is a lot of work, but but you're making it what you want, and that's really yeah. amazing. And I know you also have a podcast, and I would love to to take you know our last few minutes to to talk about that as well. Yeah, so my podcast is called Mama Made CEO Podcast, and it is again where you will learn how to take all those brilliant ideas that you have in your head for either your current business or a business you want to start, and how do we actually put them into place to create consistent income. So I like to make it as simple, as easy as possible. I believe that again, as a busy mom, you don't have time to try to figure out all of the business, all the backend stuff that you may not be naturally gifted at. You want to be able to show up and serve in what's passionate to you. So I help you figure out all the business back inside in the easiest, most simplistic way possible so that you can, again, turn those ideas into income and you can have that impact you're wanting on who you serve, on your family, on your time, and really the main reason why you were drawn to having your own business in the first place. Ah, simplicity. It's such a... Yes. (laughs) So crucial. Awesome. So if any of our listeners are interested in connecting with you, what is the best way? Yeah, so you can find me over at Instagram. That is my favorite platform to connect. And it is Courtney Wolf Coaching, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-W-O-L-F Coaching. And then you can also check out my website at CourtneyWolfCoaching.com. Amazing. And for our last... uh... A bit of advice, I guess. If there's a new mom or a mom that's struggling right now, what is either an inspiration or advice that you would give to her? Yes. Okay. So one piece that I always live my life by is the best is yet to come. I know that people will sit there and tell you that, oh, you'll miss this. And you will. You will for sure miss that. But that you have to believe in your life that what's coming is always better than what you currently have. And so you don't have to sweat it. You don't have to stress about it, that everything is happening for you, not to you, right? Again, just stepping into that mindset of you've got this. You are the mother of that child for a reason. You can believe that. You can walk in that. And if you are stuck, if you are overwhelmed, to find a resource to determine what could help you and take the next steps to walking in that because that truly can make your motherhood experience completely and totally different. Absolutely. Amen to that. That is well said. Thank you, Courtney, for taking the time to, to speak with me today. I really have enjoyed our conversation around mindset. You really have so much to give, and 
if anyone is interested in connecting with Courtney, all of her information will be in the show notes. And I know she also gave her information previously. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Be kind to yourself and see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode on Motherhood Unedited, where we are getting real and raw about the mom life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it gave you some clarity on your own motherhood journey. Don't forget to download and share the episode with anyone you feel who could truly benefit from the message. Also, if you have enjoyed listening to Motherhood Unedited, please take a moment and write a review. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. My goal with this podcast is to give back to mothers everywhere in a variety of ways. Right now, the place that I am putting much of my focus is in the Ukraine. That being said, for every review I receive, I will be donating a dollar to UN Women USA to help mothers and children who are fleeing and fighting for their lives in the Ukraine. Every woman and child deserves to feel loved and safe. Your support means more to me than you know. Lastly, if you are a mother struggling right now, please connect with me. My practice, Mindful Reflections, is here to help any way that we can. Check out my website at mindfulreflections.com. Thank you again for tuning in. See you next week.